Welcome again to Concepts for Living, Biblical Principles for Contemporary Living. Our theme here at First Church, Chapel of the Anointing, is Anointed Anew for 2022. I want you to stay with us and be blessed throughout this year as we will be amplifying and proclaiming the glorious doctrine of the anointing. So in this message, I'll be speaking of an influential anointing from church. And that anointing has to be transmittable. It is anointing that has to be transferable. And an anointing that has to be transformable. I want you to say those three words with me. Transmittable. Transferable. And transformable. As we approach this passage, we must admit that the theme of anointing is rather prominent in the Bible. More prominent than many realize. The anointing. The anointing. Our theme for this year, a new anointing, is what we are looking to receive an anointed people who have been blessed to have a new an anointing for 2022. We're going somewhere with this. I believe God wants us to have a fresh awareness that the church is the only institution in the world that is responsible for the administration of divine anointing. Amen. I don't think we heard that right. The church, God's body, the temple of God, the tabernacle of God, has an assignment to administer the anointing to the world. And the anointing is what breaks yokes. There are some yokes in our world that no committee, with all of their intellectual and with all of their physical and even political attempts, they will never be able to solve them. But the anointing can break every yoke. And so the anointing is what we'll be talking about. In fact, I discovered that the very first to have uttered the word anointing was God himself. He did not instruct somebody to, to utter it. He uttered it himself. And you might remember that he did that in Genesis 31. Look at verse 13. You'll see that. And God was responding to Jacob. 
And the fact that Jacob, who had an experience with God in a place that he later called Bethel, got up one morning and the stone that he was using as his pillow is the stone that he now turns into a memorial stone. A remembrance stone. He marks the spot by pouring oil on that stone. Later, God referred to it as the anointing that you poured on the stone. So, the anointing is well established as not only a doctrine but a practice in the scriptures. The anointing had various applications and there are various types of anointings. There's a special anointing. Some people are anointed just to minister healing. And there's an anointing that's peculiar, different, seemingly odd. Like one man who would come into the pulpit and just start dancing. And there would be a point in the midst of him dancing in the pulpit. When someone else who would walk in not understanding what's going on would see him. What's going on here? Is he going to preach or what? Only to discover that as he was dancing because of his peculiar anointing. People started coming to the altar. Committing their lives. And people were healed and delivered. All because he just manifested his peculiar anointing. And then there is a personal anointing. An anointing that I have. And a personal anointing that you have. But then there is a corporate anointing. For the body of Christ. A corporate anointing that represents a congregational anointing. Oh my. Because we have somehow gotten off beam a bit to think that the anointing is exclusive to certain people. Not understanding that the anointing of God is for all. Oh yes. It's for everybody. It's in fact, everybody in the house ought to be anointed. In fact, you should not even be ministering if you're not anointed. You should not do any form of religious service unless you have anointing. Well, I know he's biting off a big bit today. If you don't have that anointing, you are not representing the anointer. Now, I know we've gotten way off on a lot of things as the church. But you and I have to appreciate the fact (laughs) that the anointing is a necessary experience by the body of Christ. Everybody. I'm just a quiet person. I don't say much. I don't want no anointing. I... I don't want to get involved in all that external display. I don't see why they got to do all that anyhow. But whatever. 
your opinion. I'm going to show you in a moment here that everybody and everything in the church has to be anointed. Well, the three points of this message, the transmittable, the transferable, and the transformable. Three words that speak about this anointing. You're going to hear it today in a very special way so that you might understand that it's transmittable. God transmitted to us. We are now transferring it to you. And I believe God's going to bring transformation as a result of it. So stay tuned and be blessed. He that believeth in me, out of his belly, something ought to come out of you. Divine, spirit-led, spirit-filled, living water. Living water. What a pragmatic term. Living water. Water that's got life in it. Water that gives life. Water that sustains life. Wow. And God has entrusted that with us. Jesus said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And now he explains it. What I'm really trying to say is, but this he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. The Spirit. The Spirit is like living waters flowing out of us. We tend to want to impress people with our genius. And with our abilities. Wait a minute. All you got to do is have it. It'll flow. It'll flow out. It'll flow out. The occasions will come and they will know that you have it. He's not talking just about literal water. He's talking about spiritual water. He's talking about water that can flow from the fount of God. He was talking about the Holy Ghost experience. Some people get lost on the ghost side. Not like that. And the Old Testament was referred to as the Holy Anointing. And the New Testament is the Holy Ghost. I'll say it again, Pastor. I said in the Old Testament, it's the Holy Anointing, remember? But now this is the Holy Ghost. And the scripture says that when Jesus was talking, he was really talking about the spirit which had not yet, it had not yet been given. In other words, Pentecost day had not come. (laughs) For on the day of Pentecost, hmm? when they were all together, on one accord, in one place, suddenly, 
There was a sound from heaven and the Holy Spirit came and rested upon them. And the Bible, watch this, and the Bible said, and they were all filled. You didn't get that. They were all filled. Like when you pour into something, it gets filled up. The Holy Spirit anointing is more than just an extra piece of garment. It fills your life. He is alive. God. Right now, right now, just right where you are, because sometimes we don't understand God's estimation of our vessel and how God wants to use our vessels beyond what we can humanly perform. And God just sees us, yes, in our weakness, yes, in our cracks, yes. And sometimes we even get busted up, but I'm so glad he will use a vessel because he'll make it again, another vessel. When he pours into you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Living water ought to flow out of you. And then it goes on. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. You can't be anointed without the work. Of the Holy Spirit. Nowhere do you find we anoint ourselves. If it's the compound that was used in biblical times, when people came to your house, guests came to your house to visit, you would then anoint their head with oil. It's a sign of honor and welcome. And then when you stop and think about it, those who were in the upper room, 120, a lot of folks forget, Mary was there. And you may, you, 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 you may not want to accept him, but Peter was there. They were all up there, and they were praying. And while they were praying, suddenly, the Holy Ghost came in a mighty rushing wind. Watch this. See the metaphor? And filled all of them. Now, logically, we would say, and blew over all of them. But no, in keeping with the living water, filled all of them. Hallelujah. I'm saying all of that, that cuts out your time. You don't have no time for gossip. You don't have no time for murmuring. You don't have no time for running somebody down. You don't have no time for saying, I don't have what, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know. Come on! You're anointed! And because you're anointed, God has assigned you and me. Oh, God, help me to do this. 
soul. Living water. The Holy Ghost had not yet come. But thanks be to God, you and I can say he came. He's here. Let's give him a round of applause. Let's give him a welcome. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Watch me, because it's going to get it's going to get it's going to get even deeper. Where we are now as a people, there has never been a time, a period, that's more suitable or conducive for the manifestation of the anointing. We have never been in a place of such hopelessness, a place of such pain and anguish, a place of such losses. The place that we used to go to get help, they need help. Sources that we used to turn to to help us to get through those sources are needing a source. Now is the time for us as the church to influence the world with anointing. Not with human genius, but holy anointing. Holy Ghost anointing. Well, I sincerely trust that you've been blessed challenged and inspired to receive what has been transmitted to you of the anointing. And also, you have a responsibility to transfer it to someone else so that they might be transformed because of the anointing. I believe that God is going to manifest in a greater way the significance of the anointing. So until next time when I come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living, may God bless you and yours. Concepts of living can change your life today.